Welcome to the official Butthole Podcast. It's the Butthole with a D. Not two T's. The Butthole with a D. Not two T's. Not two T's. It's the B-U-D-H-O-L-E. What up, Brandito? <laughs> Not much. What's going on, man? You're getting that down. Another fucking day in the life. I'm hyped. Real football is like a week and a half away, dude. It's fucking nuts. You know what, man? I'm just glad you showed up today. <laughs> all right, all right. That's enough real life for today. <laughs> I'm always so, there. I always show up. I'm committed. And this is uh, going to be a little breakdown of the guys that are fucking worth drafting at the QB and tight end position, right? Uh, correct, Mundo. Kicking it off with tight ends, baby. The tight end list is short and sweet like Brandon's wee-wee. Uh, uh, you got the short part right. <laughs> we're really not going to give you too much because, like, I, we're going to – okay, we'll get into it. It's Travis Kelsey obviously is worth drafting. Um, Kelsey and Andrews, to me, are, are top two. And I, I have Andrews higher than Kelsey. Um, just based on the oh, offense, Kelsey's – Kelsey's going to get a lot of targets. He's, he's obviously, I mean, they're both another year older, but Kelsey's older. Um, and without having Tyreek Hill in that offense to help spell him even more, Kelsey's going to have a tougher time. He's still going to get his opportunity, his targets, his yards. Uh, I just think Andrews is in a much more prime position to get those. And Andrews has been solid just as much as Kelsey, just not quite on his level for a couple of years now. Andrews, I believe, just turned 27 years old. Oh, like, man. In the tight end position, they don't even break out until he's about as old as he is now. He's done it for two or three seasons now in a row. The freaking Ravens lost their number one wide receiver target. Traded. Um, yeah, he's gone. That's my point. Mark Andrews is just pointing straight up. And uh, I don't disagree with you. He absolutely could be number one tight end of the season. Kelsey's done uh, – he's been number one for the last six years or number two. Like, he's fucking amazing too. Same deal. Tyreek Hill sent packing somewhere else. He ain't in Kansas City anymore. <laughs> he ain't in Kansas anymore. Lots of targets. Lots of targets for these two tight ends. And for me, that's a tier break. See, for me, Did you I have anyone that sneaks in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, Cole Komet, Irv Smith Jr., Dawson Knox. Uh, okay, all... you're reading the Dynasty team now. I get it. Okay. Uh, no, uh, they're not up there for me, but I would put Pitts in that core. Uh, Pitts had a solid year last year. He, I don't remember exactly where he landed, but it was like tight end four to six. And no, I... tight end six to eight, dude. He was not that good. Uh, I'd have to look back and confirm. Like I said, I don't recall. Um, oh, no. There we go. Um, but Pitts is another guy where last year there was garbage around him. And don't get me wrong, it, it's not garbage anymore. It's not great um, in Atlanta. But different offense. Marietta throwing the ball now. Matt Ryan's gone. So the offense is going to change a little bit. Drake London being there is going to take a little bit more pressure off of him. I think it would help more if Calvin Ridley was there. Um, obviously, that's not the case for the entire year. 
Um, cause that's uh, gambling on the NFL is, is worse than, you know, the 26 abuse allegations against Deshaun Watson. Um, but I digress. Hold the, hold the phone. The, uh, to defend the NFL, they wanted to give Deshaun Watson a year. They just didn't have any grounds to do so. Okay? Well, this is the first one that they didn't, it, he wasn't judge, jury, and executioner on the deal. And, uh, on top of that, are you trying to say that? Mariota is an upgrade from Matt Ryan? No, I'm saying it's a different offense that's going to be happening now. <laughs> You're insane. You're talking about a guy who's not even going to be considered a tight end at the in the second half of his career. This guy lines up out wide more than the wide receivers do. That's good for him, but he's going to face number one coverage because he's the only weapon the team has. Kyle Pitts? 100% Kyle Pitts, yes. Yes and no. I mean, again, they still have uh, Cordero Patterson's there, and he's a gadget guy that's going to get some targets. Now, he's getting a lot of rushes, but I think they're going to shift him back more into a hybrid role than they did a full-fledged running back after they drafted Algier. So Algier, by halfway through the year, I think they're going to be splitting carries. And then Drake London was drafted to be the next guy there. So London is going to get some targets and opportunity. And he's a big, tall, fast guy. Like he's not something oh. to just just ignore. And Pitts, Pitts had a one catch for fifty-two yards. I mean, the guy can take a ball and he can beat anybody down the field with it. it you get him the ball in open space, and good things are going to happen. I think they're going to force feed him. And targets, it, which are opportunities, is what you want uh, as far as a player in the NFL when you're doing fantasy football. And Kyle Pitts is going to be getting targets. He's going to be good. I will agree with you on that point. For me, Pitts falls below those two first guys with the groups of some of these other fellas. Uh, one of those guys being George Kittle. His big knack against him is just staying on the field for an entire season. Uh, if he can do that, he can absolutely produce and be a guy worth drafting. Right now, he struggles with guys. It. He does. Those are facts, man. And he'll now, struggle he, with it until he doesn't. So you may put a tear break there um, between tight end two and, you know, starting at tight end three to maybe tight end six or seven or wherever your, your next break is. But are you yeah. telling me that are you taking Kittle over Kyle Pitts? Personally, uh, yes. Really? Uh, Pitts, to me, gets drafted as the number – one offensive weapon in Atlanta. And to me, if I was a defensive coordinator looking at Atlanta's team, I would say, okay, do I want to protect against Cordell Patterson and then let Pitts beat me? Or do I want to protect against Kyle Pitts and let Cordell Patterson go out and beat me? Because I feel a lot better about trying to stop pits and selling out to stop pits to face against a 20, 30 year old Cordero Patterson. It's a no brainer. 31. Pitts is going to be absolutely smashed between defenses. Uh, he's still young. What is he? 22 years old. It's a tough position to bloom in. And I think you face a risk when he's running over 90% of his routes out of a wide receiver outside 
wide receiver position uh, that he could be reclassified to a wideout. And if I was Pitt's agent, I would 100% be arguing for him to be a wide receiver to get that money, y'all. So, to me, Pitts is a dodge in that tier one guy. Um, his ADP is astronomical, too. It's not like it's a surprise Pitts is going to be good. Everyone knows it. You got to pay a third-round pick for him. Not to me, it, for me, I'm taking Pitts. Um, I would be in consideration. And obviously, all depends on how the draft falls out. But if it comes down and I'm sitting – at the end of the third, maybe the three, four turn. And for whatever reason, Kelsey and Pitts are there. I'm taking Pitts over Kelsey. Oh, man. Oh, you mm-hmm. are, oh, uh, you are crazy. Okay. Okay. No. So I have this next tier role and Pitts starts it. Pitts is at the end of your tier one. And we're yep. only talking about guys that should be drafted. And we'll throw out names me, that, that are, you know, we'll say seven to 16. Well, we'll we'll name names, but we're gonna we're gonna give you guys the BFFs, the Budhole's favorite flyers. Okay, and that's just gonna be guys that, like you already said a few years, I'm sure Dawson Knox is gonna be a a favorite. A uh, little scratch off ticket at the tight end position. If you don't get one of these big guys, uh, so for me it's Kittle. I got Pitts in here. Um. Who else do you have here? Darren Waller is injured in training camp. I am pushing. I am not going in on Darren Waller with the camp string. Uh, it's risky and it's not for me. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. He slides out of tier two. Uh, we got Kittle already there. I forget some other names. So there's Kittle. There's Waller. Dalton Schultz. Dallas Goddard. DJ Hawkinson. I mean, then you start getting into the Dawson Knoxes, the Zach Ertz, the Friar Moose, but they're not they're not quite there. I mean, again, those are guys you, you take a shot on and you're gonna be happy with. Um, they have the potential, but I think these top we'll call it like six guys, in my opinion, are the ones worth taking. And even some of those, I'm not taking at their ADP because there's other valuable players that you can take, and they have just as much of a chance at finishing lower as some of these other guys do finishing higher. Yep, I think Schultz is in a good spot to really bust through and uh, get a lot of targets after losing Amari Cooper there in Dallas. But are you um, taking him Are you taking him in the sixth round? I'm not taking him there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would much rather it, run with some of those wide receivers there. If I'm not in, I'm not even in love with Kelsey at his ADP. But if I'm not getting Kelsey, Waller or not Waller, um, uh, Andrews or Pitts, like near their ADP, I'm not reaching on any of these other guys. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. I agree. I think for me, the guys that are worth drafting are uh, Kittle and Andrews. That's it. Kittle. Sorry, no, Kelsey. No, Kelsey. Kelsey. Gotcha. You got me. <laughs> Boom. Zinga. Yeah. So outside of those guys, um, you know, yeah, I think Waller not, falls. If it's not Kelsey and Andrews, I'm going to wait until pick 10, you know, round 10, round 11, and try and snag a Irv Smith Jr. Uh, Dawson Knox. 
Uh, Friar Moon. Those are some of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, I mean some some deeper flyers. Um, you know, Austin Hooper in Tennessee might not be terrible, but again, he's one of those guys that could easily finish tight end sixteen or lower. But I think he's going to have some flashy weeks. Uh, I'm trending down on Waller and Gesicki. Gesicki, I am I am out on. Now there's trade rumors that he's gonna he's gonna get moved, um, and they're looking for a second round pick for him. Now, uh, Kyle had mentioned that the Vikings were kind of interested in getting him, but not at a second round pick value. You're talking but, Big Cato. Yeah, Big Cato. Um, but actually, in Miami, I don't like him at all. If he moves, his value goes up a little bit. He still he might enter into like middle to higher tier three, but he's not there for me right now. Cause he is going to be a blocking tight end there. He's, he'll get targets, but they don't want him. They want to move him more into a Kittle range and he doesn't have the skills that Kittle has to be able to be as dominant as he, he is when he's healthy in my opinion. Yeah. His strength definitely comes from lining up against a cornerback and just being able to outsize a guy uh, much smaller than him, that it's tough to cover a guy one on one like that, you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gasecki is—he's a freak. He's like six foot six and two hundred seventy pounds. I mean, and he's he runs a like a four five forty. He's quick too. Yep. Uh, I think he's the only tight end that runs more routes out wide than Kyle Pitts. Uh, so, you meant like ran ran more routes, not anymore. Sorry. Yes. He was out wide quite a bit. They're moving him into the blocking scheme. I think this is good for a Chase Edmonds uh, sneaker value, but um, not good for Gesicki at all. Is there any other names you would list as a BFF for yourself? Um, Aguabanu uh, is kind of trending down as well. Um, not a lot of fantastic things out of camp. I think – you want to take a flyer on a guy in Joku? Um, I don't know if it's considered a, a flyer, but he's a guy there that's not touted as a high tight end in fantasy football right now, and he's going to be on an offense that doesn't have a lot of proven talent at the pass-catching ability. I mean, they have Nick Chubb. They have Kareem Hunt running the ball, and Kareem Hunt can catch too, but they have Amari yep. Cooper. And then what, Donovan Peoples-Jones, rookie David Bell? Like, they're not – they got some guys there, but Njoku is the second most tenured guy on that team uh, as far as a pass catcher. In a Kevin Stefanski system, uh, a lot of play actions, a lot of running formations that can favor a, a pass catching tight end like Njoku. And on top mm-hmm. of it all, they just threw him the bag and paid him that money. So, And sometimes uh, that can be scary. But um, another one is Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith might not be a bad guy to take a look at. Uh, again, he's one of the guys that you can probably get with your last pick in the draft. If not, take him as a free agent after the draft is over, maybe week one or week two. Uh, yep. you, you don't have to go ahead and take him right now, but he's one of the guys that uh, he was in a lot of blocking situations last year, and I think they're shifting him a little bit more to catching the ball now, going out and running routes and just blocking. And if they do that, he's a talented guy, and he was successful when he was actually throwing the ball last year. I did hear that uh, he was on his routes run. He was the most targeted at the tight end position last season. 
but he just never ran routes. The offensive line for New England was so horrible. He had to block. And now they're finally uh, upgrading the line a bit and feeling like they can get Janu off the line. Again, super young guy. He's only 27, 28 years old. Uh, you feel like, you know, he's way past his prime because he already has had a breakout season in the first few years of his career. But this guy has got a lot of football left. Um, you know, he's figuring out his man body now. And, hey, that's a solid uh, solid suggestion for a BFF if I had one. Let's move on to quarterbacks, though. Okay. Uh, we're doing these two positions together because really, like, if you don't in my eyes, if you don't get one of these top guys, don't fucking draft a guy. Like, absolutely punt the position and take every other uh, lottery pick you can think of and stream it. You know, pick the guy up in free agency after the draft or uh, take him with one of the last three, four picks in your draft uh, before, like, injured guys or whatever else. Because, like, if you don't get these top-tier guys, the difference between the second tier, and then, like, the second tier could be massive. It could be 15 players long, depending on how you see it. So you're not missing much by not getting a top-tier guy in a one-quarterback league, we'll say. Yeah. Two QBs is a different story. I, I wouldn't say you pick a guy up in free agency, um, but there's there's definitely value with some of these QBs that are sitting in um, what you could maybe consider tier three. Um, that, that's going to be your Kirk Cousins, your Aaron Rodgers, your Derek Carr, your Matt Stafford, like guys that are going to put up numbers. It might not be, and it, it won't be the same as what you're getting with like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, but you are going to be getting numbers and they're probably going to be fairly consistent, but you're going to have more weeks of the, uh, the twelves, than you are going to have out of those top four. And those, those tier, the tier one to tier two separation is not even close to the same as tier two to tier three is my point. You're not losing, uh, you're not losing as many points from one to two as you are, or no, you're not losing as many points two to three as you are one to two. So one is closer to three what? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Are you saying that one and two are closer? Like the last person in tier one is closer to the next person in tier two than tier two to tier three. It's further away. The oh, you end think of tier so? One to tier two is further away than the end of tier two to tier three. I like, think with the quarterback position, just it, blends it, right into tier three in my eyes. QBs to me, I think it's more of a gradual. I think you have your, your top guy. And typically your top guy, who's the guy who tends to win MVP that year, most of the time, is uh, – which Josh Allen probably should have won it last year, but I digress. Um, but that guy is typically hands down ahead of the rest of the QBs. But then after that, it's kind of – it's pretty gradual. You might have like a 10-point difference as you're kind of working your way down, but I don't see it as um, – I don't know. I could see Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson – finishing closer than you think. Yeah, and to me just the, as Jackson the one, and Murray. The one top end guy, and then there's usually like one or two other guys that are competing. You know, there's like a three band race or a two 
you know, maybe it's three-man race for a majority of the season and one guy drops off, doesn't perform as well for a couple weeks. But usually it's a multi, oh, who's it going to be? Who's going to be the best? It's not like one guy just dominates all year and it never looks back. There's usually a running mate or two. So for me, that's like the tier one is the three guys that are amazing. And then tier two is like, uh, yeah, in my, or I'll say this tier one are all guys that could be that number one overall quarterback. And then tier two is that separation for me. Okay. So, so who's your tier Josh one? Allen in tier one, um, a hundred percent of the time it's Josh Allen. I think you got to talk about Justin Herbert with his rushing upside and how he progressed in year two. Uh, keeping that offense all the same, I think there's a solid chance he could be a number one quarterback by the end of the season if it all shakes out the right way. You got to talk about your boy, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's certainly personally. I'd put him at the back end of my tier one, but I think he's got to be involved in that conversation. Uh, That's the thing about tiers is it's not ranking, but they're the players that are similar. <laughs> and that's that's where I look at it like my tier one is uh, it's similar concept to what you're saying, but my guys in tier one are guys that I think have the best chance of finishing as QB one. Doesn't mean they're going to, but I think that Mahomes and Herbert and Allen can all compete to be QB one this year based on their abilities. After I get out of my tier one, which I, I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to flirt in tier one with me as well. I think I'm going to throw him up there. Um, I, I think he's close. He's got the rushing upside. If he's healthy all year, I, I think there's a chance. Um, yep. But then once I get to tier two, like I like Kyler Murray. I like Jalen Hurts. You know, I think possibly Joe Burrow could have a really good year. But some of these guys, I don't see them finishing as the QB one. I see them having good years. I see you being happy with them as your fantasy quarterback, but they're not the best fantasy quarterback. Yep, 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I, looking at it that way, you know, the other name I was going to say was Dak Prescott with a healthy season now ahead of him, looking really sharp. I think he's a name that could flirt with QB1 like he's shown it in the past a little bit. But, he should be uh, a QB1. I mean, QB1 overall. You know, if, if his ankle is healthy, if he's fully right this season, uh, the offense stays in relatively good health. Um, I think he's definitely a guy that could have potential to be QB1. He's shown the uh, flashes of those weeks where he puts up five touchdowns. And uh, his offense has got that, like, that grittiness, you know, where they don't want to, like, get up by four touchdowns and then start running the ball, it's like they know this is why we won and this is why we're winning, and we're just going to keep doing that. <laughs> right? So, and and on the opposite side, the defense with fucking dig, baby digs, man, he's fucking terrible. Are you... Thinking, are you? What's next? Deshaun Watson with five games has a chance to be in QB1 worth trading for no. in the Dynasty League? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because to, to say not... that, to come out and say what you just said is blasphemy. 
You're insane. You're, you're insane. You are hyping up your fantasy team right now. You're not giving the people what they want. They want honest gauge. They want honesty. And what you're giving them is malarkey. What? You're full of shit. What, well, the, my tight end list was Dawson Knox, Herb Smith Jr., and whoever the hell else. I didn't reference one person for my fantasy team there. You just did. I'm just saying... I believe Dak Prescott with a healthy season could be QB1. It's a legitimate possibility. I disagree. I mean, I guess it's possible for anybody to be QB1, but he, Would you he's put got a bet on that. him being top five? Mm. What about Dalton Schultz? What about him? He's not getting get 100 targets this year and probably get 800 rushing, uh, receiving yards. So, if he gets 100 targets and you give CeeDee Lamb, what? 160. 160. That's 260 targets. 260 pass attempts. Yeah. Who's getting the rest? Where's that ball going? Jelani Who's... Tolbert. Yeah, he's kind of taking a step back in camp right now. Michael Gallup. Uh, when he comes back, yeah. Tony Pollard, Zeke. Who how many times? Need, you, how many times do you think he's going to throw the ball? I think they're going to run it <clears throat> a good amount this year too. They want to pound the wheels on Zeke. Jerry Jones has said that multiple times. It's like we we want to give Zeke the ball. Oh yeah, Jerry Jones is the most trustworthy owner in football, isn't he? Uh, I would say pretty close. Yeah. You take that guy's word to the bank. Uh, I'd take his checks to the bank. I don't know. I, I'm not there with Dak Prescott, and I don't think you're going to convince me. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to convince the listeners, and they have half a brain because they're listening to this show. So You want you don't want them to lose, so be careful with what you no, tell them. Going back to our conversation of quarterbacks that should be drafted, I think you had it right with those three. Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. There's other players that are going to play well, again. In Tier 2, Tom Brady, he's got the opportunity. Um, Kyler He's Lamar, back with the team now. Joe Kyler Burrow. Murray. Yep. Um, but those guys are the same as Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. No, they're not. No, they're not. They are. They are. No. They are. No. Are you taking Kirk Cousins over Tom Brady? In a points-per-game deal, you're going to have a separation that's less than two points per game. Are you taking Kirk Cousins over Tom Brady? Over the course of the entire season, when it's all said and done, they're going to be within 35 points of each other. That's what I'm trying to say. You're out there drafting. Are you taking Kirk Cousins over Tom Brady? At the same over pick. Joe Burrow. At the, at the same pick, Joe Burrow, you have to get in the sixth or seventh round. Kirk Cousins, you're getting in the ninth or tenth. If you're in the tenth round with Joe Burrow or Kirk Cousins, are you taking Joe Burrow or Kirk Cousins? Well, if Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's Tom, not going to be there in the tenth. Tom Brady, I'm. Happen. I, th- there's a reason he's not going to be there because there's a tier difference between these players as far no, as fantasy goes. Yes, I'll there is. the wide receiver in the sixth 
and the quarterback in the tenth. You take your quarterback in the sixth and take a wide I, receiver in a tenth. And see which not, see which one gives you more fantasy points, Brandon. That's what we're trying to tell these people. You either get the guy that's worth drafting or you don't draft him. I, you know I, I don't think you know we're, we're terribly too far apart from each other in what we're saying. You, but what I'm telling you, you is that given the chance, you, you're not going to be taking – Derek There's a two difference. The There's a two difference. Draft. Oh my god. That's Derek Carr's the move. Derek Carr is that move. It all I started the whole thing. Those. I started the whole thing by explaining what the tier difference between one and the rest of the guys, and, and then two and three. Like one is really large, and then there's two and three, which is really small. Even all the way down to like quarterback twenty will be fantasy relevant. You don't have to draft a quarterback if you don't get the top three guys. You don't have to draft a quarterback high, and that's where I'm at. If I don't get one of the top top guys and I get them where I want them, like I'm not taking a quarterback in the second or third round. Herbert in the fourth is worth it. I said second or third. <laughs> Maybe in the fourth, I might consider it depending on what my team looks like, my first three picks. But I'm not in. Yo, I'm RB, dealing. RB, RB, Herbert. That's the fucking uh-huh. landscape right there. If if uh, Jalen Hurts is there, maybe in like the, the back of the six, that's where I'm considering him. If it's not Jalen Hurts, uh, Russell Wilson for me is probably in like the eighth round. Is where I'm considering him, depending on if, especially if I ended up taking like Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, and I'm looking for that stack. But if I'm not getting one of those guys, like I'm not really that interested in Tom Brady where he's going. I'm not interested in Joe Burrow where he's going. But given the opportunity, and they're both there, like there's a reason Joe Burrow and Tom Brady are going ahead of players like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Aaron Rodgers. And it's because people have more faith in a better fantasy output. I don't like and them where they're at. Obviously, obviously a position of value matters. So if you're talking about Kirk in the 10th or Tom Brady in the 10th, yeah, you're probably taking Tom Brady. He's got Mm -hmm. a better percentage chance of scoring more fantasy points than Kirk. So if the cost is the same for both guys, you choose the one with the better chance. But the cost is not the same. The cost matters. Okay? No. And that's what I'm trying to say. For me, Mm. if you don't get the three, get the fuck out of here. Don't draft. Well, don't take them. I I got guys I like at certain ADPs. Like I said, um, Jalen Hurts. There's a certain spot where I'll take him because he's a mobile quarterback. Where last year he put up like seven weeks in a row plus twenty points. That's not. That's not the point, Brandon. You got to think of where they normally go, and then say, "Is that guy worth drafting there?" And he's not. You're saying he'd be worth it if he went like a round or two later. But that's Every not draft the is case. different. It's not the case. Every draft is different. That's why you have to pay attention to what you like. And if there's a guy, again, like a Jalen Hurts, no, that ends Brandon, up falling around because your team is valuing players like running backs and wide receivers. These guys are going to take Jalen Hurts. The people listening to this podcast have half a fucking brain. That's why they're listening. Okay, and we have to tell them who they should like. That's how this works. Do you think these people who listen to us play against people who don't listen to us? Possibly. So you're playing you against people that don't know fan. There's, there is like 
I'm not shitting you. There's like 25 downloads in Pennsylvania, of all places. I don't get it. There is definitely people listening to this podcast that don't fucking play fantasy football with us. They don't play with people that also listen. Okay? And they should like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and maybe Patrick Mahomes. But I'm a maybe there. I, you talked me out of them. You are such a sea sucker. <laughs> you won't scare it, you bitch. I'm saying that these people that are listening who have half a brain, intelligent, thank you for listening to us. Um, some people would say you don't have a brain if you listen to us, uh, but don't listen to those no people. No one would say that. Brandon. Come on. God I wouldn't man. say that to them. No. But what I'm saying is they're playing against other people, and every league has a different level of interaction and fantasy intelligence. And we look at our dynasty league. There's people who know a lot of stuff about a lot of players, and there's people who don't care as much that know less. And what I'm saying is when you're playing against a league with mixed levels of fantasy you intelligence. you say mixed levels? What would you say? Oh, yeah, with Nick's levels of fantasy intelligence. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying every league has a different mixture of people who understand the game and understand different concepts and how, how drafting is preferred over others. So when you're they playing against other people, I, I like where you're going with this. I'm going to nick that one. Um, come back to it later. We'll see what happens. But you want to be aware of these players, and yes, you don't want to take some of these guys at their ADP, but if they fall, they're a value at that spot. It all depends on what your team outlook looks like as well, how you draft. Every draft is different. You do 20 mock drafts, you're getting 20 different teams. We're doing fantasy football here. Everyone's team is the greatest fucking thing ever, okay? Yeah, week one. <laughs> Championships are won in week 16 now. 17. <laughs> You wouldn't know. You haven't been to one in a while, yeah. It's been a bit, but I haven't lost one by a passing yard yet either. <laughs> You're over low blows now, huh? I won a championship last year. Did you know that? I also won a guillotine league last year. So I'm kind of the winningest uh, host on this show right now. Um, You did win a guillotine league. <laughs> I don't know about the other leagues. That's not saying much compared to uh, third place in the Empire Pot. Three years in a row. Looking to break that streak this year, baby. (laughs) No, I got third. Did you get third? You got that money? Yeah, I did. It's going to be fun. Those are the quarterbacks and tight ends worth drafting. Has there been any other big news? We talked about Darren Waller still not practicing. Yeah, Waller's not practicing. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, Michael Carter. Still RB1 for the Jets, according to the beat reporter. Hey, let's go. <laughs> uh, that um, was also the case down in Jacksonville, right, where James Robinson coming off the Achilles is still the RB1? That's <laughs> possible. That's what I'm hearing. ETN season is going to hold off another year, I think. Um, James Robinson is the guy they love. Uh, is Daryl Williams, is he the one who's in Atlanta Arizona? Or Arizona? Looks like he could be cut or traded. 
That makes sense. Um, oh, that's another one. Uh, didn't they drop Kenyon Drake in Vegas? They did, yep. Whoa. Drake is gone. They've already cut him. And they don't like uh, Josh Jacobs very much either. Um, well, it's a, it's a whole different coaching staff, but they did not extend his fifth-year option. And, I mean, we'll kind of see what ends up happening with them, but – yeah. Get those get those Amir Abdullah stocks right now. Uh yeah, Abdullah is looking like a decent option right now. Um probably the pass catching back out of there. I mean if you want an outside chance on I mean in yearly um, Zamir White. possibly Zamir White. I mean he's a better dynasty asset than a yearly asset because I still think they're gonna pound the rock with Josh Jacobs as much as they can. I mean, tear the wheels off before you let the guy go is kind of what their mentality is likely to be. Um, and we so talked we'll about that in the running back episode as well. But just interesting yeah. interesting stuff going on. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I mean, we'll see how everything shakes out. We have a few more days here, like six or seven days left, I think, before – what's today? The 24th. So we got six days before final cuts down to 53, and that's coming soon. Yep. And we got our last preseason games. We probably see zero fantasy starters on the, on this weekend of games. Zero expected fantasy starters. <laughs> yeah, these these are uh, this is the week. I mean, Damian Pierce is not he's not playing in preseason anymore because they they like him so much that he's going to be the starter down there in Houston. But we, I mean, we could see a couple of surprises out there. Jay so Sean Corbin, John Terry Ingram. You never know, yeah, man. I keep reading the list. Uh, did you have to pull up your roster from for that, or you just know them by heart? No. It's all on the top of this head, baby. I, I know my team up and down. <laughs> all right. Tyler, Tyler Algier. The, uh... Ty, Tyler Algier. He'll be playing. He'll be playing in the preseason game, and he'll be a starter by the end of the year. Do you want to uh, wrap this thing up with a fantasy football trade? Oh, yeah? What what trade did you make? I, no, I'm asking you. Do you want to trade? Let's make a trade. Send okay. me uh, Rashad Bateman, and I'll give you Chase Edmonds. Nah. Oh. You got to give the people what they want, Brandon. Son of a... No, I'm not giving you what you want. You want Rashad I don't Bateman. I want Bateman. I want to make a trade. Make this an exciting episode. But uh, we'll have to uh, wait. I'll get Scott on here, and we'll make a deal for sure. Yeah, you guys already did. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even do the Dynasty recap. There's a whole shitload of trades. There was a lot of trades in the Dynasty League. <laughs> I did get Harrison Butker and a second-round pick for Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. That was a solid get from Scott. Uh, there was a, what, 20 – is it 23-second for Cordero? Correct. Yep. Thank- and then there was Justin Fields. Oh, man. There's another player, wasn't there? And oh, I don't even remember what that trade was. Justin Fields went for future first. But there's two other players. Ah, I'm just I'm just spitting bullshit because I don't even know what the full details are. <laughs> That's on me. No, I, I, uh, I just got to Here it is. Back. Justin Fields, Zach Ertz, and a 24-second 
went for McSucket and a 2024 first round pick. Oh, just crazy, crazy stuff there. What the fuck? Patterson for a 23 second. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think that was about it. It's going to be an Woods. interesting season. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're right around the corner. We're getting getting super close. We are, uh, I don't know when this will go out. It's <clears> Wednesday <throat> already? Yeah. Dude, we're a week away from football. A week and a day. A week and a day. When, when the people hear this, it's going to be a week. Uh, yeah, there's a game on – is it? No. Next Thursday? No. Because our season kicks off on the 11th. What is next Thursday? It's a fir- uh, next, next Thursday will be the first. Damn it. Yeah, so it's the week. Yeah, two weeks. I was going to say. That didn't seem right. I felt like there'd be a little bit more hype. How the fuck does the NFL get a week off? It's they've just been going they, super hard in camp. They cut a preseason game and then they're just adding a fucking fluff week of nothing. I can't. That's why. That. That's why they did it. God damn it! It's so it's an it's like an additional bye week for players to still go <laughs> through things and have some rest. Oh, and for the guys that did absolutely nothing, I haven't seen Christian McCaffrey at all. I haven't seen him. Yeah, that is what, concerning. Like, how am I supposed to keep my feel? I got Herbie and Allen just sitting there. They're not even suited up. What? I, no, come Nor on. Nor should they be. I mean, you don't want a potential number one overall quarterback and wide receiver 24 be suited up in the preseason like that. Fucking clown. I, you wish you had Keenan Allen on your wide receiver squad. I really you don't. You just get question mark after question mark after question mark, man. This is what year two breakouts look like, okay? Or year three. <laughs> year two or three? Some, some sort of year. Well, I mean, Bateman, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney. Uh, all three of those guys have a lot of promise, and they're highly touted in the fantasy community as uh, up-and-comers. All three of them. My running back. You're banking are on it. Less Good desirable. coming through my wide receivers I'm excited about. <laughs> I, I got like seven breakout potential candidates on my team right now, which could be really good or really bad. Yeah, I, I also have got quite a few guys that I'm excited about. The uh, fantasy footballers are as well. So. Well, that's good. Somebody's got to be excited about your team. I'll let, the footballers, I'll let the footballers do it for me. I got like six out of their nine, my guys. So I don't know what their hit percentage nice. is. I should know that before I go go about it. But. I think they get one, one a year. So I, I definitely got three guys. Let's go. No, one between the three of them. No, one each. So I get One three. of nine. Three my guys. That's going to be. They I get 12%. Harrison Bucker. <laughs> that boom, boom, defense. kicker of the week. <laughs> hey, my, I Herbert. got my lineups set until like week eight. Like, I'm ready for football, man. I'm, I'm ready too. It can't be here soon enough. I did a 14-team PPR draft last night that I was excited about. Um, we have our yearly league draft coming up here 
the day after Labor Day. And then the we still got to get Labor Day? Or no, Labor Day evening. Labor Donna, Day. Whatever, it's, whatever it says in the text message. I haven't set it up yet. I'm a terrible commissioner. Should we, should we record our podcast on, on draft night? Just get together, do it live. Talk about how I'm going to crush your team because you suck. I'd be down, but I'm not going to do that last part, but I'd be down to get it in person. All right, well, let's talk more about it. You might be able to make that oh, work. Oh, he said he's doing it. Fuck yeah. All right, hit up. What the hell was that? What? No. Okay, never mind. Were you slamming the dashboard? You were so excited to go record live. Oh, that's... It's my uh, it's my AirPod. When you scratch it in the wrong direction, it uh, makes weird noises. So yeah, we got that. We got guillotine league. We gotta do a guillotine league yet. Fuck yeah! Are are we gonna do the zombie league? Nah, zombie we need to do a guillotine dope. and a zombie league. We need to do both. Oh shit! All right, mm-hmm. we gotta set it up. All right, let's do it. And with that, go jerk off. Well, bye.